What's going on, guys? Welcome back. Yeah, so we took a little break here. Uh, we got through about six or seven cards. We still have a few more to go, a little bit over ten, but uh, we'll go through them here. Um, so yeah, we just got done talking about Summon Limit. Again, really oppressive card to a lot of combo decks, but doesn't hit a lot of the control decks super well. Again, really, really good right now because a lot of people are still playing combo. Um, but now we're going to start getting into... Uh, actually, we still have a couple here that aren't necessarily monster types yet, so... Uh, the next one we're going to be talking about is There Can Be Only One, and this is a card that I actually use in a few of my decks um, that, uh, like, I use it in Numerons. The thing with Numerons is it can sometimes be kind of fucky with Numerons because it only allows a single type out on the floor. Um, but regardless, if you have a deck that relies on multiple engines and has the ability to kind of get out a few different types that doesn't really care about staying to a pure archetypal type then this is something that you should definitely be running in your deck. I mean, it, it absolutely shuts down a lot of the meta right now. Shuts down a lot of rogue decks, too, that require uh, kind of sticking with one archetype or one type. So, like, Phantom Knights having mostly warriors absolutely destroys them. Uh, Tri Brigade, you know, they have workarounds, but, I mean, they generally get shut down completely unless they're playing, like, a like a uh, Lyra Lusk or, like, a Tri Brigade uh, variant that is not pure because the pure version just kind of tends to stick. Actually, I think Fractal is, is a beast and not just a beast warrior, so a couple of them are different, but honestly, that deck gets shut down by that card pretty pretty easily, so I mean, I don't know if you, you don't really employ that card very much, do you, or or do you not? Uh, mostly in the decks that I do. I mean, I'm not really trying to limit there can only be one, like t especially for my own sake. Uh, because because you can't I mean, use it. In I know that it's great for. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I mean, it, it's just like it, it. It's a double-edged sword. I mean, I think that it has good value for certain decks. Um, just for the ones that I run. Um, it's not really, you know, great to have in the deck. But uh, playing against it, I mean, there's only so much I can really do. You know, and it's just gonna waste. It's going to waste plays to try and get rid of. Um, to get rid of that card, otherwise, like I'm just kind of screwed. Yeah, because if you're if you're a deck that kind of relies on a specific uh, archetype, kind of like how Austin over here that's talking with me relies on Drytron to kind of get his stuff done, which is kind of sticking to light machines um, until they kind of get into the fairy side. And still, uh, there's other cards for that for the attribute portion of that. But I mean, this deck still just I mean, this uh, card still just shuts down so many decks in terms of what it can do. I mean, the honest the honest thing here is if they don't have a Nightmare Phoenix or additional back row to kind of out it, they're not going to be able to play through this card and do anything. Because what's crazy about these uh, kind of tight attribute floodgates, you know, there can be only one goes and match rivalry of warlords. If you were to summon a monster that is the same basic, you know, ruling that's in that card that's specified, you're not going to be able to summon another monster. So you can't, you know, you can't, have one and then go into a link monster that's the same one even though you'd be replacing the monster that's already on the field because you're still attempting to summon and that's what makes these cards so oppressive it literally says okay if you get one single type or one single attribute that's all you're doing that's the card you have out there and that's what you're sticking with and it just it fucks so many decks that rely on both field recursion you know going into their links that are both in archetype it just it it just it destroys so many decks so tri brigade drytron kind of die to it unless they have the additional out uh eldritch really really suffers uh from that card because again they can't use their trap monsters to do anything because they're all zombie monsters so um 
there can be only one says one monster of each type. It's not, you know, one type of monster. There's different cards for that. So again, Eldritch can only have one zombie monster out on the field at a time. So it really limits what you're doing if you're playing that type of deck. Uh, Prank Kids is one of the ones that does not give a shit about this card at all. <laughs> they couldn't care less. They uh, they run all different types, so all of their different Prank Kids, uh, Lampsies, um can't remember the other ones, all the thoughts, Lampsies, Dropsies, right? I think there's a couple more. They're all water, pyro, earth, like they're all different types. So they don't, they don't give a shit about there can be only one at all. Now there are a couple of cards um, that do affect prank kids that are floodgates, but it's not there can be only one. And we'll talk a little bit about those later and that's coming up pretty soon. So, but again, prank kids, if you're playing that deck, you don't have to worry about this card at all. Like that, that deck just kind of has in its own engine, a way to get around that card. It really doesn't care. So, Don't be discouraged. Just keep doing yep, what you're doing. Yep. It's, a, it's a great card, but only against super certain decks. But again, it, it gets a lot of decks. So, uh, Virtual World, again, they're the same kind of way. They have two different types in Psychic and Worms for, mo- for starters, and they don't necessarily need... I mean, you know, it does kind of hurt about 30 to 40% of the engine, but they can still find ways. They have in archetypal outs to that card if they need to get rid of it, and it's actually easier than other cards like Summon Limit because they can continue to summon while having those specific toe types on the field um, or that specific type, either Worm or Psychic, on the field, and they can still still go into at least a little bit of a mini combo and remove the card in the process. And if they do that, turn one, they're usually going to still have a way to go into full combo. That's just how Virtual World works. There's a reason they're still relevant and really good deck in the meta right now. Um, but yeah, they they don't give too much of a shit about that. Not not to the extent nearly that Prankids does. Prankids literally laughs when that card gets flipped up. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Virtual World, they, they care about it a little bit, just not too much. Uh, Phantom Knights gets unless phantom knights is playing a hybrid version of something else that deck gets shut down completely uh they're all warriors you know some of them aren't but the majority of the engine is so there can be only one just it destroys that deck completely i don't think there's really anything else to be said on phantom knights i mean phantom knights is a weird deck they're really good but like they do die to certain floodgates really hard so um Again, the same with Dragon Link. I mean, Dragon Link just fucking dies to this card. They're all dragons. Like, and they usually have a multitude of different uh, of different attributes, but that doesn't matter when they're all dragons. The fact that they're all dragons just completely uh, makes there can be only one irrelevant card in any duel that you're going to be having with a Dragon Link player. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, it's it's this. I mean, honestly, Salomon great too. Get sh- I mean, a lot of cyber stuff is very, very good at recursion and everything like that. But the problem is, and I think the cyber, I mean, you play cybers, the cybers pool is like 300 cards. There's it's a lot yeah, of cards. There's, there's a lot of cybers cards. A lot of cards. <laughs> um, but again, they, they just get shut down completely with it. So they, they can't do any of their linking off or anything like that. So, I mean, they're all basically fire type. So it's. Yeah, they can't do jack yeah, about they, it. They can't do much. So. I mean, that's, I mean, you have any other thoughts on there can be only one? I know you probably, you hate that card when I flip it up, so. <laughs> it's very, it's very oppressive in certain scenarios. Um, I mean, like with other decks too, just only limiting your opponent to just one type of monster is kind of busted. <laughs> it is. It's, it's a monkey flip trap, monkey stall the game type card, which, you know, everybody loves. <clears throat> um, 
So yeah, that that's there can be only one. The next card is a little bit interesting. Goes and match. I I really like goes and match, but it, again, I feel like it hits less decks. Some decks it really destroys. Um, but but like with goes and match. So basically, what the card does is you're only allowed to control one type of attribute. So you have to control all light monsters. You have to control all dark monsters. You have to control all earth. You know all. Uh, I'm trying to think of the different attributes like all fire, all wind. Uh, stuff like that. So, Tri Brigade, again, they get shut down completely. They have multiple attributes throughout their whole deck. Uh, Bear Brum is like a water. Farage is like a wind. Um, they they have their whole linking engine is multiple attributes. So, goes and Matt, I'm not, I wouldn't say it shuts them down completely, but it's damn near close, if not unbelievably effective against that deck. So, Tri, tri Brigade uh, really hurts if you flip them up with a goes and match. Uh, with Drytron, yeah, they don't care. <laughs> Drytron does not actually care at all. There's actually the funny thing about this card is the the decks that it hits, it hits really hard. The decks that it doesn't hit, like Austin's, it doesn't care at all. So, uh, no, not at all. I mean, you know, you want to tell them what what attribute you all run? It's only one. <laughs> light. Yeah, it's all light. So they don't they don't care. I mean, they see goes and match, and they are like, oh, that's cute. That, look at that little cute card in the corner. <laughs> So again, Drytron doesn't care. Sky Striker, it's the exact same with Sky Striker. They're all the same attribute for the most part, and they really don't give a shit. I think a couple of their link monsters are different, but they're not anything that's really super relevant and that they care about. So Goes and Match doesn't do much to them. Again, same with Eldlich. They don't care. They're all light monsters as well. All their trap monsters are zombies that are light. Eldlich is a light zombie himself. Everything's light. They don't care. Just a quick reference, though, if you're a uh, a decent Yu-Gi-Oh player, Super Poly right now is really good. So, yeah, I'm I just <laughs> super good. Like Super Poly is really fucking good, even though it's not a floodgate. But shh, don't let the price go up anymore. Anyway, so uh, yeah, kill Sky Striker, kills Drytron, or or doesn't kill Drytron at all, doesn't kill Scratch Striker at all, doesn't kill Eldritch at all. They all are like, who fucking cares? Um, Prank Kids. Now that is the one that's fun. <laughs> they get shut down. So they have multiple attributes. That's the whole prank kid scheme is that they are very simple engine and they try to be totally different from card to card and that's what helps them prevent themselves from a lot of other floodgates. But goes and matches like the one card against them that they are kind of fucked. So like if they get out of fanzies, they're not getting out any of their other starters. It's it's gonna be fanzies and that's it. So yeah, goes else. and match is un like if you've got a friend that loves to use prank kids and you just can't beat him, fucking throw in the three goes and match and the three catavilloma to search it next turn and you'll be good to go. You'll win the match every time. <laughs> every time, if you're tired of playing prank, if kids. you get it out before the battle butler, battle butler's fucking annoying. Um, invoked shadow dogma. Is the same thing with prank kids. It has a mix of different attributes. Honestly, invoked has so many different attributes, and that's the same with shadows too. They kind of rely on depending on what the opponent's playing, what they're gonna fuse into. Um, it has a few workarounds that are in archetypal, but again, if you get this up turn one going against the man, it's it's really good against invoked shadow dogma. So. Uh, again, a deck that sees a lot of play comes in and out of the meta. You need to know what hits that deck because there's a lot for it. It's just you have to know the specific card. So, goes and match pretty damn good against Invoke Shadow Dogma. 
Um, virtual world is again one of those cases where the last three cards against virtual world it, it, it doesn't really care like it shuts off half the engine because they're two different attributes right so you know they can still rely on their other half of the engine to get the job done and probably remove that card in the process you know what i'm saying like that's just how it works so i, I don't see them having too much of a problem with goes and match uh phantom knight doesn't give a shit Mm-mm. they're all dark so they don't fucking care uh dragon link yeah what was that no, it's like, yeah, I was agreeing with yeah, you. Yeah, Dra- Dragon Link, I mean, this one I was kind of iffy on because, like, they have, you know, half of it's light, half of it's dark. It really depends on their hand, right? So, like, if their hand is shit and, like, they have a multitude of different attributes, like light, dark, light, dark, and then, like, maybe a quick launch, well, then, yeah, they're fucked. You know what I'm saying? But, like... There's circumstances where if they draw a good hand against goes and match, they might be able to work around it. Might be able to. Other than that, it's still very effective. Still, still very, very effective. Solomon Great doesn't give a shit. They're all fire. <laughs> they're all fire. Doesn't they're all matter. fire. They don't care. Especially if they're doing freaking Mirage Stalio Turbo to do all their shit. Like they don't care. They don't care about goes and match. So that's weird. Like goes and match doesn't affect like five of the, five out of these like ten or eleven decks. But the decks that it does hit, it's like yeah, you're not playing the game of Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> Which is funny. Like, yeah, nice try, buddy. It's so situational to me. Like, um, but again, really good card. A card that you need to know how to use, especially if you have a friend that's being an asshole with prank kids or something like that. <laughs> um, throw him the goes and match. He's screwed. Right, right. Uh, rivalry of warlords, and I'm trying to remember if that one says. Uh, let me look here on the uh, Yugipedia. I know I always get rivalry of warlords. And, like, there can be only one confused. I think Rivalry basically says just one type of monster. I could be wrong here. Let me just be 100% sure. Yeah, only one type of monster. So, like, not one monster of each type. Like, there can be only one one type of monster. So, uh, it, Tri Brigade is kind of a mixed bag. It, depending on the build that you're playing, it can be either very effective or it struggles. So... Against pure Tri Brigade, they're probably going to work around this card. They're going to be able to have ways to out it that isn't like. Because Tri Brigade already doesn't have a problem making a three material Appaloosa ending on a revolt and having like a Rugal set in the corner and even sometimes something else. The fact that they can do a slightly smaller engine while removing that card in the process just kind of shows you that it struggles against pure. Now, against something like Liralusk Tri Brigade that's Winged Beast as well, um, you might have more success. I would. I even put down that it's very effective against Lyrilusk Tri Brigade, just because at that point now you're running three different types of beast monsters, so you're you've really limited what you can kind of do. You have to pick an engine, and if you don't draw the right cards with that single engine, you're kind of fucked. So against yeah. a mixed Tri Brigade deck, I think it does really well. I mean, d- didn't you play the Lyrilusk Tri Brigade version when it first came out for a little while? I feel like you I did. did. Yeah. What did you, I'm just curious. What were your thoughts on it? Like, did you like it or not really? People have mixed opinions. Um. You know, I think for what it's worth, the Lyrilusk archetype, in addition to it, just works kind of well with it. Um, now, is it, if it's like super oppressive, not really. Um, it was just, you know, it was just a good add-on. But now with things like of where they're going, I mean, it's you can't really run them anymore. I mean, it's you know, it's not really smart to. It'll get people are going to start looking for it. People are going to know what's going to happen. I mean, it's just not, not. Uh, it doesn't have that wow factor like it used to when it first came out. 
Yeah, so, I mean, you kind of agree with everybody that Pure is probably still the strongest variant that you can run. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's Lyra Lusk, and from what I've heard from people, is it's more fun to do Lyra Lusk. And sometimes you can end on some pretty high-end boards that aren't super oppressive, but their ceiling's pretty high. But the recursion just isn't there, like with Pure. So, um, just kind of a little thing on Tri Brigade if you're curious about which variant to play. So, uh, again, back to Rivalry of Warlords. Uh, it shuts off, well... Um, yeah, you know what, honestly, it, it, with Drytron, it, it, most Drytron builds are not playing pure Drytron. When I say pure Drytron, I mean, like, literally pure Drytron, not, like, fairy pure Drytron. So, like, if they're playing, um, like, pure Drytron, then they're probably fine, because, like, you know, at that point, you're only playing machines. But, like, if you're playing fairy Drytron, like everybody is, which is by far the most competitive, obviously... Um, you're going to have a machine and a fairy type, and rivalry is just not going to allow that to happen. So you have to pick at that point which engine you're going to use. And while the Drytron engine allows you to get out a lot of really good shit, it's still, it, it's like, it's like, it's like, you know, Cinderella. Like if the shoe, the reason fairy Drytron exists is because the shoe fit. Like they just happen, they just happen to magically just be so fucking synergistic that it worked out. So the fact that you can't play the other half of your engine to kind of bounce and extend and get off the bigger plays you want, I think it's really effective. Like, I think Rivalry, while not completely shutting down Drytron, it it's going to make the player sit there and have to decide what the fuck they want to do. And oftentimes it won't be enough, unless you have a different thought of that. I mean, one type is pretty big, man. Yeah, I mean... it. Yeah, I think it has the ability to just completely screw me. Um <laughs> In other words, like I, it's going to be a very, very hard out to try and get rid of it. I mean, it's oppressive enough. Let's just well, say that. Well, I mean, that. when you think about it, though, is it really? Because, I mean, if you're able to do the machines, right, and you're able to get out to effect monsters, you can kind of just go into Nightmare Phoenix. But then again, using Nightmare Phoenix, again, this is all the thing with these. We're assuming here that if you're using Nightmare Phoenix to remove a card you're getting rid of, like, half of your engine to make that sacrifice. So, like, going into Nightmare Phoenix for you when you can only use that, even though it's going to unlock the other portion of your deck, you've probably already... I mean, that's using two resources, which might be okay, might be able to get back. Yeah, you're using three resources, three of your resources, which you might be able to get back if you have a really good hand and some good extenders, but half the time you don't. Odds are that doesn't happen. Yeah, odds are. Same with my deck with Synchro Eldritch, that it just doesn't happen. You know what I'm saying? It's just, that's just Mm -hmm. how Yu-Gi-Oh works. You have to expect the odds to not be in your favor uh, half the time. So, uh, Drytron, it's pretty damn effective. Uh, Sky Striker does not... Uh, does not give a fuck. <laughs> Again, Sky Striker just doesn't care a lot about a lot of these cards. Just for for reasons obvious, they're they're a really good deck. I was actually a little bit salty today because I was reading. You know, I'm I've re reinvigorated the Synchro Eldritch kind of shit lately, and like I was reading, like you know, they got beat out by Sky Striker last year in the finals YCS of like two thousand people with no fucking engage. Like that that deck. That that deck blows my mind. Like I'm sorry. The the de- if you pilot that deck correctly, it's almost it's almost making me want to just try it out because I feel like the salt farming from that deck is just like if you know dude, the cards are really good, man. Like shark cannon's really good. Might as well take a spoonful like, of salt I, to be completely honest with like, you. I yeah. hate, but I also love the deck. Like I 
fucking hate it, but I love it. Um, yeah, Sky Striker doesn't care. Elbitch does not give a shit. <laughs> we play that card. No. Like, we literally will run three of those cards as, like, a powerful, like, floodgate to use. Um, I mean, I guess it, that's different if you're playing, like, the Invoked variant. So, like, yeah, Invoked, Elbitch doesn't, you know, El- Invoked, Elbitch, yeah. It gets a little fucked by it. But, I mean, if you're playing Pure Trap Elbitch, you don't care. You just straight up don't give a shit. No. Um, Prank Kids shuts the deck down completely absolutely no questions like literally again there's a couple like prank kids either doesn't die to half these floodgates or it outright just gets stabbed in the heart by these cards and this is one that takes a knife yep big old 50 incher and fucking thrusts it in your heart so hard that you can't ever there's no hope for cpr or resuscitation whatsoever <laughs> good luck yeah prank they, kids. they're all different types so rivalry of warlords just kind of gives them a big big old middle finger um straight yeah, up it's it's pretty funny uh and folks shadow dogma i it really only allows one of their engines to be live they're all different types it's That's super it. effective like i'm sorry it just is if they don't draw a good you know a good dogma hand or a good shadow hand or a good invoked hand or at worst if if that card gets flipped up and they have a quote-unquote amazing hand but they can only use one of the engines that and that hand just became a brick hand <laughs> because of rival because of pretty rival much Warlords. like i mean which which engine is that which one are you talking I mean, about any of them dogma is spellcaster shadows are are actually are shadows spellcaster they're not no. some, some of them, are, them but most of them aren't and then invoked is like like weird shit Right, unless I was like, unless I was looking at that wrong. I'm pretty sure though I was right though. Like, invoke. Let me just triple check to make sure. Alistair Spellcaster. Is it? Yeah, but like Kaliga's Beast. You know what I'm saying? Like Makaba's mm-hmm. Machine. That's my point. You can't even go into fucking Makaba. Um, if you're gonna yeah. like, you can't like. Let's say you go into Makaba. You're not gonna be able to get out your construct. Because what is your construct? Like, no. Isn't construct a? Yeah, it's a fairy. You can't get out a construct. That that was my point. Like, you can you like they all all of their initial engine pieces can kind of be similar, but that's not what they're trying to end on. They're trying to end on big boss monsters. They're not gonna sit there with fucking Alistair yeah. and Shadow Dragon and fucking shit like that. They want to end on construct plus Macabre plus Set Schism and something else. You know what I'm saying? Like to play. On yeah, your exactly, turn. exactly. And Rivalry of Warlords just kind of says no to that so <laughs> no, um, no 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 the next three decks phantom knight dragon link solomon great they're all the same type they don't give a shit so again th- this this card's really care. situational man like it just like i still think there can be only one is the best going blind floodgate you can get like if i'm looking at the list now like get shut down completely get shut down completely get shut down completely still very effective still very effective still very effective has workaround still very effective the only one that doesn't give a shit yeah. is sky striker like there can be only one i just feel like mm-hmm. hits so much more um than all these other ones so yeah yeah i think there can be only one like people tend to disagree with me but i just don't think rivalry like rivalry and goes and hit harder depending on the meta you know what i'm saying like, they definitely hit harder depending on the format and how it is, but, like, if you're going blind to a Locals, right, and it's a bunch of Rogue, and you can somewhat play There Can Be Only One, I think it's going to be smart to do three of those than any of the other cards. I mean, would you disagree with that? No, not at all. I don't all. think so. So this is one I want you to talk about a little bit, 
and I'll you know I'll give my input, but I know you like to use this card to fuck me in the ass. So I <laughs> I hate this card so much. Um, and again, I don't think it's ever gonna see Mega Play. I don't think it's gonna get big. And again, I could be wrong. I think, I think it will. But here's the thing, though. Like, Revolt's going to get... I don't know, man. Royal Decree... The problem with Royal Decree is, like... Okay, let's just talk about it. Okay, so, like, let's just go through the list, and then you and I can have a little discussion on it, right? So, Tri-Brigade stops Revolt. It's somewhat effective, is what I basically put down, right? Because, like, they can... Ha- they don't necessarily... Well, that's your input. You know, you can disagree with me. No, 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 I'm just saying, but, like, they, they can still... Like, they don't necessarily... Austin, they don't necessarily need Revolt to to survive like it definitely limits them but i wouldn't say it's very effective every tri-brigade player and no 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 every tri-brigade player that i've ever played online literally the second turn is revolt yeah i know but they don't they'll they'll they they might end on they might end on that link two or they might end on that link three uh and i can't remember what what it does it looks like it looks like a lion or something like that you're not wrong yeah but so they need that revolt to get that omen pop to to try and stop whatever I'm doing. If they don't have access to that, then but here's the problem. Though. It pretty much shuts down a lot of what it they're doing. It shuts down. But you're thinking of it, and I'm not disagreeing with you. I think hitting the revolt. I'm not disagreeing. I think hitting the revolt in tri brigade is like unbelievably important. But it's kind of a, a case of the cart before the horse. And hear me out for a second while I try to explain this. Just hear me out for a second, okay? So think about it this way: if you flip up the royal decree. Right, and you if you flip up the royal decree, and, and this is a good discussion for the podcast, man. We'll see what the viewers think. We've obviously both disagree. I know you're flipping me off right now. Whatever, it gets a little emotional in here when we disagree about shit. It's fine. It's fine. It's all gonna be good. Let's see what the we'll see what the viewers think too. Just keep talking. Oh just Jesus, do it. just shush. So, like when it comes to royal decree, they're not like with the other cards that we talked about. You're shutting off a key portion of their engine before it even gets started. Right, so. They <clears throat> they can still, again, and I guess it comes down to timing. If you flip up a Royal Decree at the last second before they know what's flipped down, um, they're not going to know. But if you were to flip up a Royal Decree immediately, the minute that's not shutting off any of their other engines, so they can still go full combo, they can still do what they need to do, but now they know you have a Royal Decree, so before they start their process, they're going to try to go into Nightmare Phoenix to get that card removed. You know what I'm saying? And if you play a competent Dry Brigade deck... They have multiple ways to get to that revolt if they know what they're doing, even while still going into a Nightmare Phoenix. So I think Royal Decree is a great card to stop the problem child that is revolt, but as an addition, you're not stopping any of the other engines from getting started. I don't think you disagree with that, right? Like, like you're not stopping any of the other engines. So it comes down to timing. If you flip up Royal Decree right as they activate the revolt so like re- decree chain link one revolt or you know or revolt chain link one decree chain link two right then they didn't have anything to go into the nightmare phoenix right and if they do they're gonna if they want to get the revolt back next turn they have to go into nightmare phoenix to remove the royal decree which is going to use their resources right so it does stop them it, a well-timed royal decree does stop them so yeah, you know, I could I could see it changing it to to effective, not just someone. Because most not, of the time, most of the time when I play Claire, they they only have like two cards in the hand, rarely. And I know that, and I know for a fact, like that most of the time they are banking on that revolt to get out that. Omen. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But which would you rather? This the reason I didn't put it as very effective is because 
Like, would you rather see, um, like, let's say you're playing like a mixed vert. Like, I'm trying to think here, right? Like, what was it? Or what if they, what if they have like a judgment or a strike or an imperm set? And yeah, but would you rather then you activate it? But then they can't even then they can't even activate revolt. But at would all. you? Okay, but here's the thing that I see, right? So you kind of have to start at the very beginning because what if it's great, but like, wouldn't you rather flip up goes and match at the start so then they can't even get their engine started and they can't even go into Barebrum to search the revolt and now they have to hard rot? So I mean, that's what I'm saying. It, the reason I didn't put it as very effective, kind of like goes and match, kind of like there can be only one, is because it doesn't stop the engine entirely. It stops a critical point but then it makes it easier for them to have workarounds. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'd i rather see, like, if I had Royal Decree and my friend was fucking running Tri-Brigade and we were playing casually, fuck yeah, you bet I'm throwing three either in the side deck or in the main deck. Because guess what? They, and by the way, if you're playing a deck against them, you'll probably not have just that one trap. You'll have other things. So if you set a bunch of tra- or a few traps face down, they have to make the bet on whether they want to go into Nightmare Phoenix to remove that card. So, yeah, Royal Degree in some situations can be absolutely devastating, I think, to try Brigade. I just don't think it's quite as effective as some other Floodgates. But, yeah, I think it's... Oh, here, I'm going to change it to, to effective. So, um, it's... If you want to... I mean, that's totally fine. I, I think it can be very effective in some situations. I just don't think it's as, as devastating going first as some other cards. Because I'm pretty sure they're not running a whole lot of other they stuff probably aren't. besides Revolt. No, they probably aren't. But I would still rather just see them. I'd rather... Here's what I want to see. I, if I have goes and match, guess what happens? They summon Rescue Cat. That's all they're doing. <laughs> they summon Fractal. That's all they're doing. They're not doing anything else. They, they can't link away, right? They can't search. They're, they're doing nothing. Absolutely nothing. Until they find an out to the card. So it's like it stops them right there. Now, Royal Decree, Decree, it might not be super effective against Tri-Brigade necessarily, but let me tell you, there's some decks on this list, and I, as a fan of one of these decks, really hate to talk about it because I fucking hate the card for a reason. I have, I'm not going to lie to you, I've raged quit from the card sometimes. You've been witness to that, very, very obvious, um, but we'll get to that in a minute. So, Drytron... I don't really think it's effective against Drytron. I, you know, I play you all the time. I don't think it doesn't. It, there's nothing that you play that's traps, so it no. doesn't do anything to Drytron. And any any of the Drytron stuffs that I've seen too that other people are running. I mean, they're not really running that much of like the traps. Uh, I mean, I, I really haven't seen much. Even if they are, it's maybe they're running a three of or a two of, and that's mm-hmm. it. Like you know, like it's not it, most of the stuff that you might see is like a solemn. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Or you, or you might see, I don't know. You might see, you might see, or I'm talking about solemn. I mean solemn yeah. judgment, um, or solemn strike. Um, but other than that, like, I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe you might see an evenly matched. It just really kind of just depends on who you're playing and where, like, what you're doing. A lot of this, to- a lot of the times, online players you see they're running a lot of rogue stuff. Um, but you will see like the occasional of like wow somebody literally net decked this from a top regionals whatever. Um, Doesn't mean they're not a play. Most it, of the time they don't but really if they have. Do, you're in for a sour time. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that, but that just uh, with that being said, there's not a whole lot of like spell and traps for negations except maybe those uh-huh, few. You're 100 percent right. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, it doesn't really hit Drytron. It's the same with Sky Striker. It Sky Striker doesn't. I think they've got like one trap, and that's it. So unless they're running a bunch of Solemns and and uh, a bunch of Judgments or Strikes, which most of the topping builds do not, um, it doesn't do yeah. anything to that deck. So, but here's the thing: Royal Decree is again more situational than even Goes and Match and Ravelry. But again, the cart, this deck that we're about to get to. The decks that it does hit, it's just fucking devastating. So like Eldritch, <laughs> it it com- like okay. So they have work. Like I'm an Eldritch fucking freak. I love I love the deck. Uh, I played it for several months and I absolutely tried to master it. We we have the deck has workarounds with Cursed Eldland and Golden Lord, but that's it. So if you don't hard draw your Eldritch. I mean, technically, there's six ways to get to it, but I mean, we're not doing anything else. If you're playing pure trap build, that you're not doing anything else, right? It's not as effective against like invoked eldritch or like a dogma eldritch, but it's still if if you're playing eldritch, you're shutting down eighty percent of the fucking engine with royal decree. So that card yeah. literally says you better you better <laughs> have your lord, or you better have your fucking eldland if you're playing the pure variant, or you lose the next couple couple of rounds until you get to it, you know? So most of the time Eldritch players are not even running like Nightmare Phoenix. Oh I know. I didn't for like the longest time. I mean it's a lot of the peer variants do, but uh not a not a lot of the splashed ones, but uh Yeah. It doesn't matter though because if you're playing pure trap Eldritch, you're not gonna have another monster to go into to link away from Nightmare Phoenix anyway. You can't special summon your traps as monsters. It just doesn't allow it. So Dude, Royal, Royal Decree kills Eldritch. <laughs> uh, against yep. Prank Kids, it's really not effective. They have one Prank Kids trap um, that is a fusion, but it's not really seen in any of the topping builds, and people that do run it run it at one to get them out of sticky situations, and it just doesn't affect them. Like, Royal Decree doesn't really do much to them. So, where Royal Decree is very, very uh, specific. When it comes to Invoked Shadows... Invoke Shadow Dogmatica. This is where stuff starts to get a little bit different. So it does not shut down the deck entirely. That would be complete ridiculousness to say that. But Dogmatica Punishment cannot pop off. Schism cannot pop off. Uh, and I think there's one other card that they use that can't pop off either. That it, it does shut down their engine pretty well. It just doesn't completely stop it. So like their Dogma engine to get out... Ecclesia and like Adaflordellis is still alive. Invoked is still alive. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, their invoked dogma portion is still basically 70% there. Shadows kind of take a hit because Schism is pretty fucking big. Um, especially when you're playing on the opponent's turn, right? That's usually what Schism does. It's, yeah, so it, it hits it hits this deck decently hard, just I don't think enough to where they can't find a way to out it. So, um... And again, it's the same with Virtual World. It stops Chuchi and Wanwu, but again, those are cards that are not like Chuchi's definitely seen. Uh, but it's not. It's not. Uh, it's not really elemental to the way their builds are going, and it's not something that you see necessarily in a lot. Of, especially Wu is not something you really see, if I remember correctly, in a lot of topping events. So, yeah, Royal Decree just doesn't do much against Virtual World. Um, against Phantom Knight. This is where it's a little bit different. So the thing with Phantom Knight is they like to search Fogblade a lot. 
uh, in a lot of their other back row, and it stops Fogblade. And, like, if you've played Phantom Knights before, you know how fucking annoying Fogblade can be because they just flip it up every fucking turn. Oh, God, like, yeah. I honestly, I played I played Phantom Knights probably four or five times now at my locals, and it's always, every time I went to go attack their Rusty Bardichi or, like, their Dark Requiem, Fogblade, 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 you can't attack, you can't attack. Because they have ways in archetype to search it, I'm pretty sure. So, um... Phantom Knight, yeah, it hits the Fogblade portion, not the rest of their engine, and they probably have a way to out it, but I'm still going to say it's effective. Like, it's definitely effective against them. So, um, Dragon Link, it's, like, I was borderline going to put this not effective at all, because it only really hits tidying, and, the, but the thing with tidying is, like, like, tidying, if, if you're playing a pure trap deck, and, like, let's say they have a bad hand, and all they end on is tidying and spheres. Now all they have is spheres. So it could win you a game against them, like straight up. It, if they have a mediocre to like okay hand, it could win you a game against them. But like any other situation, yeah. I just don't think it's going to be good enough. So, I mean, you don't have any other thoughts on that with Dragon Link, do you? I mean, I just don't think, I just don't think no. it's good against Dragon Link. Um, and again, it's it's kind of similar with Solomon Great. It stops Rage and it stops Roar, which is somewhat effective, but I mean, it just doesn't stop their engine from popping off. So they can still pop off. They can still do their combos, recur their resources from the graveyard, and they can set other cards. They don't really give a shit about it too much. So they have ways to out the card pretty quickly, and then they have ways to work around it that isn't going to cause them a problem for their overall build. Uh, or their overall end board, I guess you could say. So yeah, I mean, that's all I have on Royal Decree. I'm an Eldritch player. I fucking hate the card. I actually don't think it's all that terrible. It's just when you play against cards like that that are specifically designed to take down your deck, it can cause some emotional disparity. <laughs> it's just like how when you use Flask, uh, Mask of Restrict against Flunderies or Drytron because, you know, Mask of Restrict is just so situational, but God, it hits decks so hard that hit it. <laughs> Uh, so the next one I want to talk about, I I firmly think this card, depending on the deck, is like a win condition. Like, it's literally an Imperial Order for a turn. It's it's that good. Like, and a lot of the times Yu-Gi-Oh is one in two or two turns or so nowadays. So the fact that you can just flip up an anti-spell fragrance against a really really spell-heavy deck and kind of wreak havoc on their day is amazing. It doesn't do much against Tri-Brigade. It stops tanky but not really much else. So, Tri-Brigade doesn't care much about it, honestly. Um, well, when it... I, yeah, I mean, it's that's the only one that's really... I couldn't find anything else in their engine besides Tanky that it really stops, and half the time they don't necessarily need Tanky. It's just an addition to kind of extend their plays out if they have to go into it, you know? So, now... And I know, I, you know, the funny thing is, I think I used to side this card against you, and I think it was pretty devastating when I did it, because I put it down. I mean, it stops Meteonis, it stops Nova, it stops Cyber Emergency, you know, and half of your deck half the time is, I mean, it stops Fafnir too. I mean, it, it going first, yeah. it can really fuck your day up. It's just next turn, you oh, gotta yeah. work, like, that's why I don't like any spells sometimes, is like, if you have, like, let's say you have a combo deck, right? Like, let's say I was playing... It messes you yeah, up, too. Let's say I was playing... Well, no, yeah, not even that, but, like, let's say I have... If, you, if you're running a control deck, right, 
Okay, like if I'm running a combo deck like Synchro Eldritch against you and I flip up the anti-spell fragrance and you can't do anything, okay, yeah, I'm probably going to be able, to, I'm more than likely going to be able to attack for game, like with like 10 or K. But like a combo deck, you're just you're just postponing the inevitable with Drytron because the minute that anti-spell fragrance timer is up and they can flip those up, I mean, they're going to town. You know what I'm saying? They're going to fucking town. So unless you have a way to clear out that back row next turn before that timer's up, um, it's still good though. Like again, like I said, Yu-Gi-Oh is so fast nowadays. So oftentimes people can find solutions. That's all it really takes is a turn. I still put very effective though, man, because I mean it shuts down three of your big cards. You know, like most most. I mean, it shuts down six cards. I mean, most people run three Nova. Most people run three Cyber Emergency. That's what you run, right? I would expect so. Yeah, uh, yeah. It could be like three or two, or two or three, or whatever. But yeah, still, I yeah. do. It's the same with Sky Striker. Like they can recur and they can set stuff and kind of get their engine going. Not really, kind of maybe, but like they can't activate anything. So they're not doing anything for a whole turn. <laughs> if you can, again, it comes down to. If you're, I think this is a card that should be played only if you know next turn how to abuse it. So, like, if you can set it and you're just expecting to sit on it, you're going to fucking lose. But, like, if you can draw the any spell with, like, the double twin twisters or, like, a twin and a harpies or, like, a twin and a mystical space typhoon to remove three of their back rows so they can't respond, like, dude, that's nasty. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially if they're quick play spells or something. Like, I don't know, it's just it's fucking gross. So any spell requires a little bit of a skill to kind of know uh, know what the fuck you're doing with it. Um, yeah. Uh, with Eldritch, I don't know. It it really depends on the hand. It stops Cursed Eldman and Black Awakening, but that just isn't enough half the time. Like... I've I've dealt with any spell and honestly I just kind of laugh, <laughs> especially if I'm playing the peer variant because I'll just use Eldritch's in hand effect to pop it and send one of my back row to the graveyard and get the process started. It it really doesn't do much. It's not very effective. Um, it's it's great against prank kids. Honestly, it's it's really good against prank kids. Uh, they can't use their fusion on your turn to special summon battle butler so they have to wait till next turn to do it um and i don't know i just i just think it's great against them like they you know you have to again know what you're gonna do to like get rid of their back row in the process you can't just sit on it against prank kids you can't because they're gonna just come even harder next turn but if you can get their back row cleared out and then kind of prevent them from playing even further. I mean, again, any spell ceiling, just like sky, like sky striker as a deck, as a card, any spell fragrances ceiling is very high, but it's floor is unbelievably fucking low. You know what I'm saying? Like it's either really good if you know how to fucking use it or it's ass and it's just stupid. Like there's no point. Um, uh, I put invoked shadows, man, get fucked. Like, <laughs> this deck gets screwed by it. Like, if you can clear out their shit... Like, if you can go full combo and put some negates on the board, they're not playing through this card. I'm sorry. It's just not happening. Like, it stops all their shadow fusions. It prevents Nadir's Servant from doing anything. Invocation says, fuck me. It's super, super effective. Like, any spell fragrance literally just gives a fat middle finger to invoke Shadow Dogmatica. Like, straight up. It's, it's kind of insane. 
Um, virtual world, not really. It stops their spells. It's nothing too critical. And again, a lot of their spells recur stuff in the graveyard anyway to get their hands to get their stuff back to their hands and back into the deck. So they don't care very much about it. They have they have outs to that. Uh, same with Phantom Knights. Same exact story. It stops their spells, but a lot of that shit recurs in the graveyard, so they have no way around that. Any spell just stops stuff from being kind of played. So it doesn't affect anything going on in the graveyard or anything else really at all. Um, now, this one... <laughs> God damn. And I've actually used this before Dragon Link got fucking hit with the Elpian, uh Striker ban. It stops this deck so hard. Like... It's so good against Dragon Link. Like, I, there's literally... I, I couldn't even, like, think of all the shit that it... Like, I was like, okay, I'll just play the top four. Like, Boot Sector Launch. Nope. Dragon Ravine. Nope. World Legacy Guard Dragon. Nope. Quick Launch. Nope. <laughs> like, that's four of their major spells that they can't go into. And, like, if you play Dragon Link, you know how devastating it is to not be able to activate your Quick Launch. Not get your... Use your World Legacy Guard Dragon to summon out of the graveyard. Not use your boot sector launch to get all your rockets spammed out. Not have your dragon ravine to get shit. Like, it's devastating. You're not doing shit with any spell against you, man. Like, Dragon Link doesn't necessarily die to it because next turn they can go harder. But again, if you can clear it out and set yourself up for next turn to either interrupt them or negate them, they're not playing for the turn that any spells flipped up. They're just not playing. Um,. Again, with Solomon Great, like, if you play Solomon Great, it stops... So Solomon Great has this weird thing where a lot of their spells... You recur them from the graveyard, and you get them from the deck, and then you activate them on the field to kind of keep your combos going. And so it slows them down a lot, not to the point to where they can't get off something, but they're not getting off any Mirage Thalio turbo builds. So they're not doing a lot on this with this card on the field it really really slows them down it's not super effective but it's pretty close <laughs> so yeah any right. any spell can be devastating if if used appropriately so um you know i might have to start citing it against you again i forgot how good it is against dry drones it's very good <laughs> i just hate how much of a ceiling your deck has so like next turn if i don't clear out your shit i'm probably going to lose even harder than i would have had i you know, not lost first turn. Like, that's what's so ridiculous about Drytron. Yep. Um, so, uh, this one, I, I still think, is Imparm still a $90 card? It's, uh, let's see how expensive like, that card is, because I've actually been kind of wanting to yeah, know. Yeah, because I, you know, I was going to get it until I realized how much money it was, because it is really good. It's just like, fuck. Like, I'm not... Impermanent. It's basically a more expensive Valor with a little bit more effects, but... Um, oh, God. It's it's expensive all over the board. What's the I cheapest mean, price you can find? Maximum gold... Uh, it's the maximum gold rarity. Lowest is $21. Average is 30 bucks. There's Impermanent Highest maximum is $55. Gold? Dual... 25 yeah. bucks is not bad. And then... Uh, Dual Overlord, that's $32 for the lowest. Average is $90. Uh, I mean, you could do Dual Power. That's fine. 32.07, average 36. Just up to you, you know? Mm -hmm. 
But I think the cheapest one's going to be the maximum gold if you're really trying to get it on a budget. And that's if, like, it's even available, you know, depending on where it is on TCG Player. Yeah, no, that's totally, totally uh, what I thought. I mean, yeah, that's, like, I like Imperm. You might as well just run Valor at that point because it's yeah, cheaper. Yeah, it's just, Valor doesn't, it does the same thing. It just doesn't do quite the same thing because of the spell trap column shit and whatever. But I mean, it's still a really good card. Like there, right. we have them both on the list. So, I mean, literally the text that I put down for a Valor is same as Infinite Impermanence, just slightly worse. So, I mean, if you check our notes yeah. for this podcast, that's literally what I put. It's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, let's just go through the list really quick, just because I don't. I mean, we've already we've spent almost an hour and a half now talking on this hand trap stuff. So this uh, podcast will more than likely be two parts for you guys. So you'll have a lot of content to go through for sure. Um, but with Imperm, I mean, it stops Fractal, stops Kara, stops Rescue Cat. <laughs> Triber Kid doesn't usually run extenders. It's 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 really effective. Like Imperm, a well timed Imperm on Tribrigade can fuck their day. So, um, it's the same with with Drytron. Like if they, you know, there's certain decks that you have to hit specifically. So if you stop the Fafnir, that's really gonna limit them a lot. So you stop the Fafnir on its effect, it's it's really going to fuck them unless they have a lot of extenders. Uh, same if you hit Beatrice, same if you hit the Diviner. Like, the deck has workarounds, and they can play through it if they have a really good hand, especially if they open with, like, a Eva and, like, an Orange Light in the hand to just get it back after negating your effect to stop their combo. But that's only if they have a really good hand. So a well-timed Impermanence on yeah. an okay hand with Drytron stops them from playing um i mean you don't have anything do you have anything else to add on that i mean i just yeah i think you've probably you've probably been in, <clears throat> been impermed your fair share of times <laughs> well timed and know how it is <laughs> oh yes it can be devastating but that's any deck though oh you know? yes that's any good combo deck so uh sky striker <sighs> doesn't really fucking give a shit like it, re- it relies on their back row to play so like again it's just not very effective I don't have much on that. Like, it's just not effective. Yeah, it hits the Hayate. It'll mm-hmm. hit the Shizuki. Stop their effects. But they don't care. Like, let's just be honest. They don't care. Eldritch nope. cares even less. <laughs> Imperm actually... I can't tell you guys how many times I have gotten Golden Lord boosted out of the graveyard with 3,500 and 3,800 attack can't be destroyed and people still Imperm that shit on my main face. It's like, dude, it's a graveyard effect. Imperm does fucking nothing to it. Like... They don't realize. They don't realize. They just wasted yeah. that card, and or maybe they do like, after like, that. Because they're like, it's "Wow, just a fucking waste!" It's a straight waste, and it happens all the time. Like smart player, like really smart players don't all the but time. Even I see really big combo decks too. And I'm like, dude, you could have like saved that for something else. Like hit the righty driver, hit the Aurora Dawn, hit something, but not the fucking Eldritch. Like, what are you doing, baby? You know, right? <laughs> um, right. Prank kids is devastating if used on the first prank. So, yep. It'll stop them completely. They have workaround like Drytrons, they do have workarounds. Their trap card, their spell card that gets another summon, they have workarounds. But just like Drytron, their hand has to be fucking godly. So, the right a right timed imperm on prank kids hurts a lot. Um so and most of these hand traps, it's just all it really comes down to is timing. Right. If you can time it right, then you can pretty much stop whatever they're 100%. doing. And just one, on just one negate. 100%. 100%. Um, 
yeah, let me, uh, let's see here. Sorry, I'm just going through, making sure I got all these. Yeah, again, invoked Shadow Dogmatica. It stops Alistair, stops Ecclesia from popping off. If you can stop their invoked engine and stop their dogma engine, man, you're slowing them down completely. There's not much to be said on that. It really, really halts them. Imperm really, again, Imperm is all about timing. So it hits a lot of decks, but you have to hit it right. Uh, Virtual World doesn't give a shit. Like, well, no. It's effective on some of their starters, but again, they don't. They, they use a lot of their spell and trap and backward removal kind of similar to Strike Strider to, to kind of get their recursion going. So it works, but half the time they can work through it. Um, Phantom Knights, unbelievably effective. You hit that first starter, kind of like Prank Kids, they can't do anything. After <laughs> yeah. After the first summon. They're not coming yeah, back from not, that. They're not coming back at all. Um. Dragon Link, I put very effective post ban list. It has workarounds even in the pure engine and in the Dragoonity engine, but like like pre ban list, they could just go striker into striker into striker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They could just oh, you negated my striker. I'll right. go striker to striker. You got to hit the striker. I mean, <laughs> or I'll go. You know, if you have imperm or if you have imperm or effect failure, you're just gonna want to hit the. You're gonna yeah, yeah, hit no, that because it's limited to one now. Dragon. So just hit that. No question. You know what I'm saying? Like you're you're basically good. Um. Solomon Great, same as Solomon Great. If you hit yeah. the, I think it's either the Heat Leo or the Bay Lynx, uh, it, it's effective. It's a very, I'm not, I'm, I'm like drawing a blank right now. Sorry, it's been a super long day on what exactly it hits, but I just know it's it's pretty effective against Solomon Great. So again, rightly timed, it has to be timed right, but uh, that's just the way it is. Let me see here. Um, so yeah, Ash Blossom. Kind of like Imperm, well, not like Imperm, it's, it's super different. So, I'm trying to remember the exact, I mean, if you play Yu-Gi-Oh!, you know what Ash Blossom is already and how it works. Stops from sending to the grave, special stops summing, from adding, adding to the hand, and special summon. Yeah, Tri-Brigade, it hits Tanky, hits Nerval, hits Fractal, hits the Graveyard Recursion, well-timed, it's really effective. It can stop them from playing if they have not an amazing hand. Uh, same with Drytron. If Drytron doesn't have an amazing hand, and you hit the Nova, hit the Cyber Emergency, hit the Eva, hit the Diviner, hit one of those Far, uh, you can end their turn. You know, I mean, you've probably been destroyed by a well-timed dash every now and again. You can play through them definitely, but Absolutely. Dash is tried and true for a reason. So, <laughs> you know, uh. Sky Striker, it hits Shizuki, it stops Hi yeah, actually you know what? I mean it it stops Hayate, it's it stops Engage. They don't really have a lot of recursion. Like again, a well timed dash on Sky Striker can definitely hurt. Not super, super effective, but pretty damn effective. Um Ash Blossom on the Eldlich cards, I mean it stops all the Eldlixers, it stops Chris Eldland. If they don't have a way to extend, it can be good. Sometimes they can play around it. I've played around Ash before, but half the time I can't. Uh, same with prank. You stop that first prank kids effect. It had, they have workarounds sometimes, but they have to have a good hand. Like they're not surviving two hand traps. That's for sure. Um, fucking invoked shadows, man. I swear to God. When we go through the list, sometimes they either don't get fucked or they just get fucked hard. Stops Nadir Servant. Stops Punishment. Stops Shed All Fusion Spells Traps. Invoked sh Stops Magical Meltdown. Stops a lot. It's, it's very, very effective. Like it's really effective. So you have to time it right and kind of decide. Always hit the Alistair. Always hit the Alistair. They might have normal summon Alistair. They might have it. the invocation, but it's a risk you want to take. Trust me. Most people only run two anyway. 
uh, virtual world, it stops their graveyard. Like again, you have to have Ash is a card that requires you to have knowledge of the decks that you're playing um, to really understand how to stop it. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's why we create exactly, this podcast. Exactly, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it it stops completely. Same with Phantom Knights. You have to target. You have to time it right. So hitting their starter in the graveyard to kind of recur is going to be the best step. Um, they can play through it, but not usually unless they have a good hand. Uh, Dragon Link, same thing. They can't really play through it either. They can't do a lot. I mean, they can't add Boot Sector nor Dragon Ravine. Uh, they can't add the Collapse of Serpent cards back. You know, they can't banish for cost. Uh, Ash has so many hits on Dragon Link. You just have to time it right. It's, it's the same. Same with Solomon Great. Like, a- Ash, man, it really kind of hits everything. It, it hits every deck. It, there's a reason it's... It's because of its three effects. That's the only reason why, because it literally can yeah, hit literally, everything. Yeah, it literally has, like, every deck has, like, something on there and some weaker than others, but some way more major than others. You know what I'm saying? Just think if, just think how busted Ash would be if it, it was, like, not a once-per-turn thing. I don't want to live in a world where Ash isn't once-per-turn, please. That would be, like, my nightmare fucking <laughs> <people>. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, the price would go up ex- extremely, but still, because everybody would be running it. But, like, gosh, man, and it, if, it, if it was only not, you know, once we're turned out, it would just be Oh, it would be really nutty. It would be nutty. Uh, effect Veiler, we... So I put literally just same as Infinite Impermanence. Like, literally, you guys, it, it does every... It, so Imperm does what Veiler does, but it negates spells and traps in the same column for the rest of the turn. So Veiler is just a cheaper version of Imperm if you can't afford it. And honestly, Veiler's fucking underrated. If we're talking about how high impact it is compared to some other hand traps, it can win you games timed right, and the fact that it's only a dollar to three dollars for a fucking common right now is nuts. So it could easily be like yeah. Ash Blossom where it's twenty to twenty five fucking dollars for a common, but it's not. So Pick up a bunch of them because there's going to be a meta eventually, man, where Effect Violer just fucks everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, all the time. Like, so. Yeah. It'll yeah, have, have its a, day. Get a bunch of ultra rares, get a bunch of whatever, and just stockpile them because it's going to go up eventually. I guarantee you. Um, I mean, even if the. I mean, you could probably flip it for the to the right, right. buyer, honestly, in my personal right, opinion. So yeah, we'll talk about one more card, and we've got about three left, and then we'll so we'll take a break after this one one more card because we've been talking for about forty five minutes, fifty minutes here, um, just to kind of get stuff because uh, we still have a couple like one or two more topics to talk about. But we do again. This is gonna this is gonna always be an in, a more in depth uh, episode just because we're going through all the format relevant tra- uh, hand traps and floodgates, and it's really to kind of give you guys an idea of what you want to play. So, again, this is a long podcast. Hopefully you're willing to sit through with us, and if you are, you're going to get some valuable information as we keep going down this list. So, last card that we want to do before we go to this one break is one of my favorite cards. I actually hate the fucking card, but it's a necessary evil to talk about, even though I think it's kind of bad card design. It was it was made to solve the problem of Adam Emancipator, Synchro Eldritch, uh, stuff like that. Nibiru, the very fair space rock. So, <laughs> Nibiru... I'm just going to go, th- like, okay, I'm going to talk about the decks that it doesn't hit because then I just kind of want to go through the decks that it does hit, right? So Sky Striker and Eldritch don't fucking care about Nibiru. They don't care. Every other deck we're going to talk about, they 
if they know their opponent is playing Nibiru, they have they sweat a little bit. Tri Brigade, their full combo equals five plus summons. It's very effective. Drytron, their full combo equals five plus summons. It's very effective. Prankids, their full combo equals five plus summons. It's very effective. You're gonna see a pattern here. The only other deck that I didn't talk about, and again, I said this with Invoked Shadows at the beginning, about ten minutes ago, they don't really care. It's only partially effective. Shadows don't do a lot of summoning, yeah. nor does the Dogmatica engine. Because a lot of times they just end on like yeah, Macabre. Yeah, exactly. They don't do one a lot other of summoning. thing. And that's yeah, what, it's two? Like literally two of their five. So they don't really give a shit. And they can still do their Invoked Engine after that if, and kind of get close. Uh, Virtual World, full combo is five. Phantom Knight, full combo is five. Dragon Link, full. You're seeing a pattern here. Dragon Link, Solomon Great. All these decks, their full combo is five. So Nibiru is like. If you do more than five, buddy, you're taking a massive fucking risk here. Because I would say it's a great card to side. Mm-hmm, yes. You want to side it main. because if they some of these decks do get out of negate before the fifth summon, some of them do, but a lot of them don't. Especially if they have a shit hand. So Nibiru is just a great three of to have in your side deck. Against, I mean, to, to be honest with you, man, it doesn't hit all of the meta, but it hits almost every rogue deck I've played because there's no rogue deck. Can you, can you orange light the Nibiru yeah. with Drytron? Definitely, hundred percent, so, you can. I mean, I mean, unless you have the unless you have the orange light in the hand, then I mean, it's still it's still very effective. But to even get to that point, if you don't have it, is like, you know, you're you. you you're yeah, I screwed. almost want to have like a podcast episode one of these days on Nibiru because I have such. I, I've never seen a more controversial card on the Yu-Gi-Oh forums. Like, the card is... Like, I don't know. I'm not going to say it's terrible design, but, like, I mean, Austin, the fact of the matter is so many rogue decks don't have a bunch of splashed engines, like Burning Abyss, um, yeah. Madolce, which doesn't get affected by that anyway. But, you know, a bunch of the combo rogue decks, like Phantom Knights and shit, they, they just get super right. destroyed by Nibiru. Like, super butt-fucked. Mm-hmm. So it's like... Like, I don't know. I just feel like the card was kind of like, oh, Konami's like, hey, oh, they're Synchro Elvich, Shadow Emancipator, and big ding fucking combo decks are running rampant. How do we solve a card that is like a one-card solver? The problem is the card makes more fucking issues than it does solve problems. So it just kind yeah. of warps deck building, I feel like. But it, I guess it's a necessary evil against, like, what, 2020 Dragon Link when that existed and had power, but... Like, yeah. yeah, honestly, that's the other reason why it was made was because if anybody played the hellish nightmare that was full power Dragon Link, I mean, fucking, we're not even talking about, like, I'm not, I'm not even talking about full power. Like, you know what I mean by full power? I mean, like, Linkross with, like, topologic, what is that other one that they used to fucking play? Like, dude, Dragon Link has Agrapane, Guard Dragon, World Legacy, Agrapane, or whatever the fuck it's called. Like, dude, they've seen ban after ban after ban, and that that deck just keeps fucking playing. Like, it does, Keeps though. coming it's back, like doesn't want to die. Any new Dragon support is potential Dragon Link support. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we just got a whole bunch of Rocket stuff, I know, and I know. Dawn of it's Majesty, like, dude, Burst why, of Destiny. Why fucking... Konami love dragons. Like I swear to God, it's their most loved archetype is fucking dragons. There's so many dragons. Like <laughs> they're adding stuff to ban other I know, stuff. Right, right. Like. Fucking a, fucking a. Um, but yeah, that's Nibiru. We're gonna take a quick break here, you guys. Uh, we'll be back here in a couple minutes. But uh, enjoy some nice slow 
enticing music while we take a quick break here. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys in just a second. Alrighty, welcome back guys, welcome back to the podcast, we took a little break, you'll notice we've been taking quite a few breaks throughout this podcast, it'll probably be over three hours, there'll be, there's definitely going to be a part one and part two, uh, so you'll get a nice nice bit of content out of this one for sure. Um, the next card we're going to be talking about after Nibiru is Skullmeister, uh, this is one of my favorite cards to use against Drytron, <laughs> Austin can attest to that for sure. Um, so Skullmeister is a basically any card that activates, any effect that activates in the graveyard. Uh, can be negated with Skullmeister. It's a pretty oppressive card depending on the format, and right now the format has a lot of graveyard interactions, so it ends up stopping a lot of decks if you time it correctly. Um, against Tribrigade, it stops the kit, the Nerval effect, basically to send from graveyard, so, or to send from the deck to the graveyard. It's effective, but they can play through that half the time, so it is a good good card if timed correctly, in addition with some other disruption, but... Um, they can usually play through even a well-timed Skullmeister. You usually kind of need two hand traps to kind of shut down Tri-Brigade unless you're playing a trap-specific deck for them. Um, so, Drytron, it, I mean, if you're opening two, with two of them against Tri-Brigade, that's a different story, and it's the same with Drytron. They can usually play through one of them, but, I mean, it does stop so many things. So if they have a bad hand and they're only able to get out something like a ben, like a Natasha or something else, you can usually ash something in the graveyard or if they're trying to get back their, uh, orange light or purple light slash green light they can you can hit that in the graveyard and it stops them getting that double freaking negate which is insane by the way um so i put it as very effective i would probably just keep it as effective i mean half of these cards you could say are very effective depending on timing but a lot of these decks can work through at least one hand trap nowadays and still end on a decent board um i mean i don't know what do you think about skullmeister you hate that card when i play it against you sometimes right it stops you at the worst times at the best times you know what um Skullmeister is a great card. I hate it, but <laughs> as a Drytron player. Um, but as just an outside perspective, other than just being a Drytron player, the fact that it is a non-once-per-turn effect clause that you can just, doesn't matter, you could literally discard three of them for each Drytron or whatever the hell that goes on in the graveyard... I think is absolutely broken. I mean, for like for as one of the hand traps, you know, that we have here, I think it's it's one of the few that I know that is literally a non once per turn. I mean, having at least one Skullmeister, an Ash Blossom, and like a Droll literally prevents your opponent from really doing anything just in hand traps alone. So, as itself, I think it's okay. I mean, because usually you can work through one. If he only has one hand trap and that's the only hand trap he has. If your hand, but if good he has, enough. if your hand's bad, right. I mean, that might be a different story, though. I just think it's. I mean, I think it's great. Honestly, I have nothing bad to say about it. I mean, the fact that I hate it, but I think it's a run uh, three right now. I mean, it's a two dollar card. You know, if, it, if yeah, you want budget, it's definitely a worth purchase. Uh-huh. It's really, really good. Um, 
I mean, it stops so many things, as you're going to find on this deck. I mean, Sky Striker hits Ray, and it stops almost all of their graveyard incur uh, recursion, like Engage going through and popping off. It's really effective against them. Eldritch stops a Banish or a Summon, you know, stops Golden Lord from coming out, or it stops a Banish to get the recursion either on your opponent's turn or your turn. Again, super effective. I've been Skullmeistered a lot when I was kind of on the thin ice with some of my Eldritch matchups, and, like, Skullmeister just fucking killed me. Had to swoop after that, so... Oh, well time Skullmeister can absolutely decimate somebody. Um, invoke Shadow Dogmatica, same thing. It stops Apcolone from adding that, uh, you know, Shadow Trap from the deck or whatever. Stops Shadow Flip Monsters in the graveyard. Stops Alistair from adding back. It's just really effective against Invoke Shadows. It gets the whole deck, so... Um, and I guess, you know, it also stops the Entest, too. So, I mean, if they send Entest to pop a card uh, on the opponent's turn or whatever, I mean, it stops that. So, I mean, that can be life-saving in some cases as well. Uh... Yeah, if you don't want something popped and you know that they're going to go for it, you know, then that would definitely be a worth. But by that time, Austin, I really don't think that they're going to have that card anymore because they probably won't. they're going to end up you're going to end up wanting to use it on something else before they have to like resort to using a punishment to, or an um, elder entities effect in the graveyard. No, yeah, you're not, you're not incorrect. I agree with you. Um, prank kids, it stops their graveyard recursion and their summons from the graveyard. I mean, it's not super effective, but like, I mean, it's pretty damn effective. You time it right. They're not going to be able to pop off and get battle Butler or any other weather washers to get going. So it's, it's a good card against a lot of decks, man. Uh, virtual world it prevents banishing and their graveyard recursion from their spells and their monsters it's just it's very effective you just with with a lot of these hand traps that are kind of run three of like skullmeister ghost bell ash blossom right now you just have to time it right so you could time it wrong and it, and not do literally shit at all just like you can veiler you know a halk that's already popped off to special summon a level three tuner or lower from the deck and that's not going to do anything you have to time it right it's all about timing in Yu-Gi-Oh. so um, if you time it right, this this card can be really good. Friend Fan of Knights is the same thing. It just prevents graveyard recursion. It's it's really really effective at stopping them from getting going. So, uh, again, Dragon Link stops black the black dragon, the collapse of serpent, you know, combo from going off or banishing. I mean, it stops rocket effects, Absol Router to add back that rocket monster if you need to get going and combo off boot sector launch or striker. It's really effective. It's it's a really effective against uh. All of these deaths, this is like the only card on our list, I think, that is just, it, I literally put almost all of them as very effective. You know what I'm saying? So, like, Solomon, great. Stops their graveyard. It, it, you'll, you'll notice a pattern here, too, just kind of like with Nibiru. It's anything that stops graveyard recursion right now or just mass graveyard negation is really good because all these decks right now in the format are using the graveyard. There's just been the saying the last year, the graveyard is like a second hand. You know what I'm saying? So you got your hand that's in your hand. And then you've got your second hand in your graveyard that's usually lit up half the time because it can do something, you know? So <clears throat> your graveyard is your second hand. Um, in a lot of cases, there's a reason that grass looks greener is banned. <laughs> uh, being Having the ability to mill 20 if you're playing a 40 versus 60 card deck can sometimes be going plus 10 or some shit, you know? Um, yeah, you got any other thoughts on Skullmeister? Not at all. Yeah, I think it's a really good card. I think you should run three of it. Uh, two bucks a piece, especially if you're looking for some hand trap slots right now. I mean, it's not going to be amazing every format, especially if it starts to go back to combo and less graveyard interaction, but there's always going to be a place for Skullmeister. Like, it's, to me, it's like Necro Valley. It's a timeless card. The graveyard isn't going anywhere anytime soon, you know? So, um, 
next card we got is Ghost Bell and Haunted Mansion. This one is is basically it's funny. Ash Blossom has an overall really powerful get basically every graveyard effect, but Ghost Ghost Bell doesn't hit quite as much. Still hits a fuck ton, and when it does, usually it's really good. You know, so like Shri Brigade stops adding Kuros or Fractal from the graveyard, stops Revolt, stops a lot of stuff. It's very effective against them. You know, I mean, it, you have you have a Ghost Bell in the hand, uh, and you and you hit the Revolt. It's, yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's 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 can be life or game for a lot of people if you hit the revolt and you time it right. Um Drytron, it stops the ritual spell recursion, so you can't add back the Meteonis. The Drytron monsters can't summon, actually, with that. Uh nor can fairies. It's it's really, really effective. Um Wish I would draw it more against you. It's frustrating. <laughs> Sky Striker stops Ray. Stops some graveyard for recursion. I mean, it's not super effective against them, but I mean, it does work on some things. Uh, you can stop the engage from adding, uh, from sending a card from the deck to the graveyard off of its effect, so it stops that. So that's that. Can, I mean, that can be really good. I mean, engage is a busted ass card anyway, so being able to stop that is usually really, really good. <clears throat> um, invoke Shadow Dogmatica again. Invocation can't banish. Shadows can't recur from the graveyard with Apcolon or any other flip monsters to get cards back. Super effective. Ghost Bell lights up 80% of the time against Invoke Shadows online. Like, it's crazy. The card's really, really good against them. They hate that card. Uh, Virtual World, again, if you open with a Ghost Bell and, like, an Ash or an Effect Veiler, I mean, they're going to have a tough time, man. It stops their graveyard banishing to add bad, ver- bad back their cards. Just slows down their engine a lot, so they can't go into the Shen Shen. They can't go into these other big monsters that kind of fuck with you. I love Shen Shen, by the way. Card's so good. <laughs> Card's so good. Uh, Phantom Knight. It stops their graveyard recursion uh, pretty well, but again, I think it's less less effective than Skullmeister because Skullmeister is more overall. Um, but it still stops some of their cards, so I just put it as effective. It's not super effective. They can still work around it, unfortunately. That's the one deck that can kind of get through it. Um, but Dragon Link prevents their banishing. They can't special summon their rockets uh, if they attempt to via their Gary Vard Recursion or anything else. Super effective against them, especially because they rely on rockets for their core part of their engine. Um, and Solomon Great, same thing. Just prevents Graveyard rec- Recursion. It's really, really effective. Uh, <laughs> this this card, I think we can just go through quickly. That's next, because like, I, I put the same sentence for basically all of them except two of them. Like, literally just copy and pasted it because it was like, like, here's the thing. If, if it's like, so here's what's cool about, here's what's cool and what sucks about Gamma. Like, the Yu-Gi-Oh! game is really fast. We're talking about Cyframe Gamma. The the game is really fast, right? I mean, you agree with, you, the speed of the game has increased in the last four or five years. With the Xyz no, format, Link format, combo format, even Control still gets through shit fast nowadays. Big beaters if they can get them out on the floor. So... Games can be usually be over in less than five phases, sometimes six, seven, you know, and sometimes shit gets dragged out, but not a ton unless you're playing like oh God, yeah. pure trap Elbitch or something. Um or like Stry- Sky Striker. So yeah, I mean I guess but still it, it games are over fast nowadays. Like Sky Striker has access to access code and shit like that. So um The thing with Gamma, like I ri- its ceiling is so high, but it's but it's floor is really low right because you have to control no monsters to activate it from the hand so going first it sucks <laughs> but uh going second you know is it, it is disgusting right because like 
I mean, and it kind of works going going uh going first. If like you know, if I mean, it, actually, this thing going it works going first and second. The problem is you, it's it's like lightning storm, right? Like it's one of the reasons why I'm not the biggest fan of right. Like, and people are gonna fucking hate me for this. Why I say Raigeki? I just ran run fucking a Raigeki. There's a reason it's limited to run. It's limited to one. It's that good of a card, right? It's non-targeting destroy. It's it's a really good card. Lightning Storm is basically that on steroids because it can do your spell or traps, but you have to control no cards. You know what I'm saying? Your board has to be cleared. Yeah. So Gamma is the same way, but for monsters. But like the fact of the matter is, if you negate something and also destroy it, that removes the material. And against a lot of decks, that's dist- that's disgusting. You know what I'm saying? Like fr- frac- right. Fractal getting negated and destroyed and them not having any other thing to go into can be like game stopping for tri brigade drytron is the same way cuz here's the thing like you like let's say you only open with two drytron monsters and no extenders for your drytrons you, you can shut down the drytron engine because they have to activate the effect in hand to tribute a drytron monster then special summon out on the graveyard right so you destroy yeah. their card and they've already destroyed their own cards, so they're now negative two from one card you've done. And now you get two free materials. You know what I'm saying? It gets banished at the end of the phase, but if you do it on... Right. Let's say you do it on your turn. Like, let's say your opponent... Uh, let's say you activate a spell card, right? Like, let's say I activate uh, Chain Summoning or something, and then you activate Ash, and I chain Cyframe Gamma. So now I've negated the ash, and I have two free materials on the board that I can use, which I will link away because it's my turn, you know. So, so like the, the ceiling of Cyframe Gamma right. is really, really good. It just it kind of sucks if you already have a full board established, you know. It, it, it doesn't do anything. It literally doesn't do anything. Right. So again, this this whole list is based on it going first, like Tri Brigade. It stops and destroys the first summon. It's very effective. Drytron, same thing. Sky Striker, same thing. You know, Elbitch doesn't really do anything. Because nothing's monster. I mean, if you're playing Invoked, that's different. Um, and not really. I mean, it stops Alistair from popping off, but still, it's not very effective because they rely more on non-monster effects and kind of spell and recursion effects. So, um, it's good, but it's not great. It's really not great at all. Uh, Virtual World, Phantom Knights, Dragon Link, Salomon Great, it all destroys and stops the first summon. There, It's all really good against that. Like, Cyframe Gamma is going to be kind of a timeless card. It's just, it's ceiling and floor fluctuate depending on the format, you know? So, like a combo-based format, this card's going to be deadly. That card's going to be disgusting. But, like, the fact that you have to run a brick in Frame Driver, the fact that it only is live when you control no monsters, the fact that it causes you to run a four-card engine instead of three-card engine, right? That's what turns some people off, right? That's that's just how it works. But the card is probably the best monster negate in the game you know if you take away everything else so i mean you yeah. got any other thoughts on gamma I, I like the card i just it, it it sucks when you already have a board man it requires too much and that's what i think too in my personal opinion uh, there are other too much of an investment. there are other better and not only that but i just think it's just like i think it's too much of a risk to run in your deck unless you're specifically needing to run it for omega in your extra deck. If you have to run Omega or you're planning on running Omega consistently, then yes, I would run it. But other than that, no. Because I think you would need, like, I mean, in addition to that, you'd have, probably have to run Lambda as well. Oh yeah, 100%. Uh, the Link Monster. 
Yeah, I don't. Yeah. So I don't know. For like for me, it's just. I think it requires too much, and I, you know, don't think it's absolutely necessary to run. My personal opinion, even though like, in theory, it sounds really good, and sometimes it works, but I feel like it, that specific hand trap is way too situational. Unless you're running like three of and planning on running Lambda and Omega. It's it's like Dragoon. Like you ha if you draw the driver, you're fucked. You've just you've already gone negative one on the opening hand, you know? So I don't know. It's not I'm yeah. I like it, but I also don't like it. Try to explain. <coughs> um So yeah, the next one we got is DD Crow. This one's really situational, man. Like the problem with DD Crow is it's not really effective against Trap Brigade at all because it's not gonna like it doesn't negate an effect, right? So if 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 Kit sends, if Nerval sends, right, that effect is not negated and Nerval gets banished. Guess what, buddy? Nerval was already gonna get banished to special summon out a fucking bigger Link monster with Fractal or Kuros's effect. You know what I'm saying? So so you've just basically done the work for them by banishing it. So against Tri Brigade, the card kind of sucks. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? The card honestly kind of sucks. It's not very good. Uh, Drytron, that's where it's different. So like, I don't know. Actually, don't know why I don't run this card against you. Like, because when I was doing the research, I'm like, fuck, it hits so much. Why am I not running it against Austin? Uh, it hits cards <laughs> like Benton. Hits cards like Natasha. Hits Ultimateness. Hits the Medianus Drytron. If you know they have a shit hand because of the way they're playing, you can hit a certain Drytron monster. So it's really effective against them. Well-timed. But you have to time it right. And you also have to be willing to play through whatever else they're going to get out because half these motherfuckers are going to keep running Verte until it's banned. So just remember that. <laughs> until it gets banned. <laughs> Yeah, which it will. Uh, we're gonna talk about the fusion destiny. Intro. I mean, I've already started. I've already started to not play it. So yeah, but the few. I mean, I you need to play the fusion destiny engine, man. In your in your Drytron deck, it would be it's disgusting. Um, I was testing it out with it today, and it's it's fun. Like the brave token engine is different, but we're gonna get to the actual. We're gonna get to that next. So, DD Crow's the last card. Um, Sky Striker. It's effective. They they can't they can usually play through that like unless it's engage like well yeah if you hit the engage like they they can still the funny thing is Sky Strikers never really lost power like it has lost power but like people forget it was a tier one deck that was like venturing on the bounds of tier zero when everything was at full power like they have there's like three cards they have that are limited to one you know what I'm saying like one banned card like Sky Striker was really oppressive back in the day so like even without engage they're really good with engage they're like really fucking good so. Um, like, unless they, unless, if you banish the engage, that's really good, but, like, anything else is not gonna, they're gonna play around it. Eldritch, like, god, I hate that card. Fuck. Like, banishing the lord sucks. <laughs> like, I hate it when it happens. Like, I hate when I see that stupid bird pop off in the hand, it's like, oh, there goes Eldritch. Egon. <laughs> now none of my traps are live and I have to rely on my non-archetypal backer to do shit. This is fun. This is scary. Like half the time I can usually work around it, but man, DD, especially when they have double DD Crow and you send out your second Eldritch and they hit the second one. Oh God, I just want to cry. It makes me want to cry. Like just fucking cry, dude. I hate it. So yeah, against Eldritch, it's, it, it's really good. Like it can also hit the, you know, the traps and the spells too so they don't recur. It's just good. It's good. Um... Prank kids, I mean, you can hit a recur resource, but the problem is 
all they have a lot of graveyard effects that activate, and you're not negating it. So they're just gonna keep playing with something they probably didn't need already in the first place. So <laughs> there was a reason it's in the graveyard. Half of their shit comes out, half of their shit doesn't. So if you get lucky to hit the shit that wants to come out, then yeah, you might stop them a little bit. But if you don't hit the part that doesn't want to come out, well, yeah, you did that for no reason. So it's too much of a roll call, I feel like, in prank cards. Um, Invoke Shadow Dogmatica can stop their graveyard recursion and invocation from acting and resolving properly, so it disrupts. It disrupts because, uh, you know, they'll try to banish or whatever, like from each other's graveyard or just your own. So if you banish before they banish, it, like, stops the chain and, like, blocks them. I don't know if it chain blocks them, but it just stops it from resolving because it can't complete the play. Um, so it's somewhat effective, but, again, I don't know, man. DD Crow is really situational. Like, it's a good card, and it's devastating against some decks, but, like, even the next four decks, I even said, like, it's not because it's not a negate. It's just a destroy in the graveyard. They can play through it. Most decks can just play through it. So Virtual World, Phantom Knight, Dragon Link, Salomon Great, they can all play through it, like, pretty easily. Um, 70 to 80% of their cards don't end up coming back. They banish for cost to send another monster or something else. So, I mean, I don't know if you have any thoughts on DD Crow. I know you've used it against me, against Eldritch, and it makes me cry. But, I mean, Eldritch is... It's kind of, like, similar to uh, Skullmeister. I like it for the fact that it's not a hard once per turn. Um, the Skullmeister's way better, though, I feel As many like. times as you want. Because, like, is, is, isn't is. DD Crow not a uh, a negate? I don't think it's in a negate. I think it's just a destroy. I mean, maybe... If I'm wrong, then I take everything I said back, and it's a really good card, but I could be... I could be wrong. Let me see here. I'm curious to know. Um, man, Yugipedia is always slow. It never works when I want it to, especially when we're doing this. DD uh, Crow... Yeah, yeah, it's it's a non, it's a targeting banish. It's no negate or anything. So it, the card is super situational. Um, so yeah, you 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 it. I mean, you think Skullmeister's better though, right? Yeah, as I say, it just it just hits so much more and well timed. I feel like it it stops. Um, so yeah, those are it for all the cards that we have for our floodgates and hand traps. I uh, I think that was about an hour and a half going on with that. I mean, it was a lot to talk about. And we still didn't even get through probably 10% of what's available out there, but th these are what right now are affecting most of the meta, or specifically what people like to use. We just kind of threw some of the older ones like DD Crow and shit in there because they used to be very effective, and we're trying to explain why they don't right now. Um, you know, the graveyard's really, really used right now, but not everything special summons. A lot of it's just effects to either add from hand or shuffle back into the deck or banish, so... It, you know, DD Crow doesn't hit everything. It, it hits specific decks hard, but not everything. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, those are our cards. Thought it was pretty good. Got any other thoughts on it <laughs> before we uh, head to the next segment? Nothing else? Nope. Okay. Uh, so the next thing I want to talk about, and this is the thing I was talking to you about the other day, is the Brave Token Engine. Uh, so that was released in the... Um, Oh, I can't remember what pack it just came in. It's a newer card. It's OCG only right now. I think it's coming to the TCG sometime soon. I don't know if it's before the end of the year. It might be in December. Um, the the engine itself exists of like 10 or 12 different cards, but if you're playing it, um, and it's going to be interesting to see because the card specifically that you use to get everything started locks you into a specific type, and you it basically becomes like a red-eyes fusion if you use it. 
Um, and it's not, you can't use Verte with it. Um, but basically, the three cards that you want to have are Rite of Aramegia, um, Journey Destiny, and then Wandering Griffin Rider. Those are the three cards that kind of use the whole engine to get out an Omni Negate that kind of resummons itself every time. What's cool about this engine is it's basically five cards. You know, it, re- it relies on having a Brave Token. So you activate Rite of Aramegia, it special summons a Brave Token, you can use its secondary effect. And which can't be ashed, by the way, because you're placing from the deck. So you can place from the deck uh, a Journey of Destiny face-up, activate its effect to Special Summon Wandering Griffin Rider, and now you have an Omni Negate on a stick because it uh, it was a uh, Special Summon with Journey of Destiny and you have a, and you have a Brave Token. Um, so it's a really, really simple Omni Negate. It's just that the, like the, the engine would be unbelievably busted if it didn't lock you into that specific type or something. I can't remember exactly what it says. Uh, but the engine's really good. So I'm sure with a heavy back row and a bunch of hand traps, it could honestly be super, super good. Because what it does is, um, I can't remember exactly what it says, but basically Journey of Destiny, if Wandering Griffin Rider gets destroyed, you can just keep activating Journey of Destiny. There's no cost for it. So... There's no cost for it. It gets destroyed. You can special summon it back from the graveyard or whatever, and it's good to go. So it's a recurring resource every single fucking turn. You know, it doesn't... And as long as the Brave Token's out there, um, which you can just keep reactivating, they have to destroy Rite of Aramesia to stop the whole process. So unless you stop Rite of Aramesia, you can keep hitting the Brave Token, and they're just going to keep activating Rite of Aramesia to get another fucking Brave Token out of the field and get their Omni Negate, right? So it's really recursive, and I think it's more meant for slower, recu- recursing, uh, slower recurring graveyard decks and trap decks, kind of like how Eldritch uses uh, King of the Sky Prison now in the OCG and has been topping events with it. Like, it's a monster that recurs and is really slow, but has enough of an effect, like a fucking Omni Negate isn't good enough, right, to make you want to play the engine and kind of build around it. Um Right. I don't know what you think about it. I think it's cool. I think it's balanced in that it locks you into that specific thing and you can't use anything else, basically. It's like Red Eyes Fusion. So, you know, it's just yeah. it's like a less powerful Red Eyes Dragoon, I feel. Um, but that's not the one that people are really abusing right now in the OCG. This might actually end up becoming a problem topic in a later podcast, depending on how it goes. And again, its its main core component is a little green snake that's a link to... Uh, called Verte Anaconda, and you don't have to use Verte Anaconda to do this. It's just the card is really busted, and the engine's really busted. So, Fusion Destiny engine uh, is what people are using right now. There's a new card called Destiny Destroyer Phoenix or something like that. Um, and what's really cool is it's basically like how you know uh, Red Eyes Fusion works. You send specific monsters to the graveyard from the deck to fusion summon a monster from your extra deck using those materials as fusion material. Um, so you use, you know, you activate Fusion Destiny. You can send Destiny Hero Malicious, uh, Elemental Hero Shadow Mist, or like Elemental Hero. You have to send a level six or higher, I think, either Destiny Hero, uh, no, Elemental Hero Monster and a, any Destiny Hero Monster. Some of them, what's cool about them is they don't become bricks because one of them's level four, and I think the level four allows you to draw two cards on the next turn if you banish it and one other monster. So you can banish the materials, you know, the Elemental Hero and the Destiny Hero. And you can draw two cards. So it recurs itself in the graveyard after you send it. But the card that's good and why people... It's not as powerful as Dragoon on paper. But I think the best description I've found for this card is it's basically a Dryden on steroids. Like, it's literally what Dryden is. And it has, you know, quote-unquote cost attached to it. 
but it's actually not if you read how it works because Destiny Phoenix Destroyer, which again, this whole thing, you can use Verte. So if you can get out two effect monsters, you can get out Phoenix Destiny Destroyer, right? <laughs> That's how it works. Um, it basically has an effect where you can, it's a non-targeting, right? You can destroy one card uh, your opponent controls and one card you control. Um, that's the quick effect. And then if it gets sent to the graveyard, you get to special summon one destiny hero card on your opponent's standby phase, or on each of the, on each of the standby phases. So you can. It, it's not an if. It's not an other monster effect either. So you can destroy it self. You can destroy itself. You can pop itself to pop an opponent's card, and it just recurs itself from the graveyard every standby phase. So it's basically a hopped-up Eldritch slash Dryden on fucking steroids. You know, it's got a 2800 big body. Unless you banish the thing, it's going to keep fucking coming out every fucking turn, whether you destroy it or not. So it's basically saying, hey, you have to banish me, or I'm going to be here. I'm just going to be a 2800 fucking annoyance on your fucking ass that's never going to go away. So, like... And it's being splashed and everything, man. Like, everybody's running Verte and three of the Fusion Destiny card and, like, two of the Elemental Heroes. Everybody's running it. Like, it's the new... It's so stupid. It is, man. Everybody... It's it's people... The top comment on the Reddit forum was like, yeah, it's it's like Dragoon in, 29, in 2020 all over again with VFD and shit. Like, everybody was running Verte for that card, for Red Eyes Fusion. You know what I'm saying? Now, everybody's running it for Fusion Destiny. Like... I've been playing around with it in my synchro deck, dude. It's disgusting. Like it's straight up nasty to have, like Borlode Savage, Arclight, plus like either Dawn, uh, Dawn Dragster, or like you know Quantum Synchro Dragon or whatever it's called, Cyber's Quantum Dragon, and then also have the Fusion Destiny card. <laughs> it's like I don't know the the recurring. I don't know. It's just it seems like a really busted card to me. I think people are going to continue to abuse it. It it might end up being hit eventually, even though I mean. Not for a while, obviously. It just got released. But, I mean, it'll end up probably being a $20, $30 card. Guarantee you. So, yeah. I mean, it's good, man. It's it's really, really good. I like it a lot. So, it's one of my more favorable engines for sure. I just hope it doesn't get hit too hard if it does. So, uh, yeah, those are those two. I just wanted to talk about those two engine because they're kinda, engines because they're kind of on the rise right now. And I think a lot more people are going to end up playing them. So, um, yeah, did you have any other thoughts on those or... No. I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be more used if um, Verte gets banned. I think. Oh that, yeah. You know. I'm going to run three of the fusion. I think that the, yeah. So I just think that that's going to be the next dragoon problem that we're going to have in the meta. Well, the problem is even the so the the fusion destiny card too is better than red eyes fusion because it doesn't like. You know how red eyes fusion? If you get a big board, you try to use it at the end, it won't work. It doesn't. It, yeah. It's like Verte. So like it. You can you can do your whole board. It's a for the rest of this turn card. So like you can get out your whole board and then throw down the fusion destiny and boom, you got yourself a free fucking st- steroided up dryden. <laughs> like I mean that's that's right. that's a little busted to me. Like it's just I don't know. I think fusion from deck cards are kind of sacky, but um, except for, like that's that's where shadows don't have that problem though because it requires the opponent to have card uh, extra deck monsters to summon from deck. Otherwise, you have to use your hand or field, I think, with Shadow Fusion, right? It's like if your opponent also has a monster special summon from the extra deck, you can use cards, monsters from your deck as well. Um, so, yeah, that's that. Uh, the next topic we got um, 
is our, we're going to do a little bit of a weird weekly pull this week, and I, you know, I wasn't around for all these decks, but I do know a decent bit about all these, uh, and I want you to talk a little bit about this too, because I think you, you've been playing Yugi a little bit longer than I have now, and I think you were around during some of these formats, so I'm curious, and I mean, you probably know a little bit about them. I mean, I've done the research, and I know, you know, after looking into them, what these fucking cards do, and they're ridiculous. Um... But our weekly poll is what are the most oppressive decks of the formats past? So like the five year last five years, uh, I've got full power spiral, full power zodiac, full power gookie, uh, full power or goki, full power orcist, full power striker, sky striker, full power eldritch synchro, uh, full power adamancipator, and full power true draco. So those are our options. Uh, you guys can let us know what you think uh, when I when we get our comments section going on the website and on the YouTube. We'll post all these podcasts up there as well. Um, I, you know, it's a really tough decision because it's funny. You can usually tell when a deck is really oppressive and a problem when there's an emergency ban, right? So Spiral got hit with some really fast emergency bans and so did Zodiac, if I remember correctly. Like, yeah. And I just have trouble because, like, Gook, Gooky with Rongo Maniad lock, like, they could always spam out five warriors. So now for two turns, your opponent, your opponent cannot normal or special summon. You know what I'm saying? Like, Rongo Maniad lock was disgusting and oppressive as fuck. Probably worse than Calamities and Azathoth and all those cards that need to stay the fuck on the ban list. Um, you know, that's different from the OCG. Calamities is not much of a... I mean, it's a problem, but it's not an... It's debatable. Um, I don't know, man. Zodiac is disgusting. Like, insane... The, you gotta realize, Zodiac, Zodiac at full power didn't have the most oppressive end board, but that didn't matter. Like, their insane recycling ability with Broad Bowl was like... The deck was like Engage on steroids. Like, think of Engage at three, but think of, like, if nine of their cards were Engage. You know what I'm saying? Like... Fucking bra- I mean, you gotta realize, man, Barrage into Rat Pier at three is four free link materials with one rat. <laughs> I mean, so you can theoretically get 12 link materials off of all three rats because it's recurring that much. You just go Broad Bowl, Broad Bowl off a of fucking you know, Tiger Mortar. I mean, dude, there's so much you could do. It, the, the deck was would probably take 20 minutes to get off a combo. <laughs> like, it was ridiculous. Um, like, Sky Striker... Three engage, man. I don't want to know what that deck would be like with three. Have you played it with three engage? Played against somebody with it with three engage? Uh, yeah, it's awful. <laughs> it's just constant engage, 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 and do engage, and do engage. Right? Have you played yeah, any of the so Zodiac or Gookie ones or Spiral? Got I played Zodiac, Spiral once, uh, man. It was bad. I played mostly Zodiac against Zodiac when I was heavily playing Blue Eyes, and I did not stand an absolute chance in hell. Isn't that deck disgusting? Against him. <laughs> it's absolutely awful, and I just was like sitting there like, okay, like I got my special summoned, you know, Blue Eyes on the field and the Synchro Monster. I'm just kind of like, you know, sitting there twiddling my thumbs like, okay, well, are they going to continue? Or are they going to stop? Like, what's going to go on here? And I'm just, whatever. I'm just like, okay, As they get out great, three and then dridents. my field's gone. <laughs> awful like oh man like it was ridiculous dryden was not a hard once per turn it's a soft once per turn so like if you have three dryden that's three quick effect pop on each turn what the fuck <laughs> like what yeah. the hell dude full power zodiac is just like it might be the best on here i just rongo maniad makes me quiver like oh, yeah. five material rongo maniad might be the best monster in Yu-Gi-Oh's history 
unaffected by card effects, 3,000 attack defense, cannot be destroyed by card, or cannot be, uh, your opponent cannot, dude, it, it, um, if you have five link materials, it's destroy all cards your opponent controls. If it's four, your opponent cannot normal special summon. Three, uh, unaffected by other cards effects. Two, gains 3,000, or gains 1,500 attack and defense. And one's like, I can't remember. It's not super great, but the the point is five material Ronga Maniad was was probably the most oppressive card in Yu-Gi-Oh's history. And like there's a re- Guki was disgusting for like six or seven months before that card got hit. Like it was yep. Guki was everywhere. It was disgusting. So like I don't know, man. Ronga Maniad, I mean there's Orcus too. Orcus with three Harpoor is just something else as well. Like their recursion ability is insane with three Harpoor. So uh I don't know, man. Eldritch Synchro with Jet Synchron is still, like, I've tested it out, and, like, I can still get out. Like, here's the thing. With Jet Synchron and Linkross and Olion, you didn't have to worry about drawing Satellite Synchron or your tuning. Like, it was a legit one-card combo fucking deck with Linkross and shit. Like, it was disgusting how Because, like, that deck, like, people were like, oh, okay, so side back row for the Eldritch cards. But wait, you also have to use cards to hit the combo if that fails. Like, so like siding for it was just like a nightmare. I mean, you've you've seen me pop off when I get full power Eldritch and Synchro going good. I mean, it's usually an endboard of Bora load plus like fucking Dawn Dragster plus Arc Light and then like four set Eldritch cards in the back plus Aurora Dawn. I mean, that's really oppressive. <laughs> Having five interruptions can be yeah fucking dangerous, man. You know, um. Yeah, I mean, Adam Emancipator is the same way. It was combo on crack. Those cards could work through three or four negates sometimes. Like, like Eldritch Synchro and Adam Emancipator dominated the meta. Like, that's literally the only two decks that got played. I think it had like sixty or like fifty or sixty percent representation. Like, it was crazy. Eldritch Synchro was disgusting, and so was Adam Emancipator. I mean, true Draco though, bro. Like, I, I mean, you know about Masterpiece, like. Oh yeah. god, I just need it. Like masterpiece is actually so busted. People like make threads about it, like, oh, could it come back? And people are like, no, him as a thought, Shockmaster, They should all stay on. You know, um, this card in Eldritch is unbelievably busted. It's a twenty nine fifty, twenty nine fifty attack defense, a worm effect monster. It's a light level eight. To tribute summon this card face up, you contribute continuous spell slash trap cards you control as well as monsters unaffected by the effects of cards with the same card type, monster spell, and or trap. So if you use all three, you fucked. <laughs> as the, it's literally oh god. As the original card types of the cards tributed for a tribute summon. Once per turn during either player's turn, if you control this tribute summon monster, you can banish one contin one continuous spell trap card from your graveyard, then target one other card on the field, destroy it. <laughs> yeah. Masterpiece is never coming back. Like ever. <laughs> I I don't never, why ever. does Konami print this trash? I don't Dude, know. like I I don't know. Like it's just weird to me. I don't know. I mean, what do you think? I, I for my my vote. Like, man, this is hard. I don't even know. I could tell you. That's a hard one. It's a really really hard one. I don't think I want to say Zodiac out of all of them. Probably had the biggest ceiling out of all of them. Yeah, man, but I'm I mean, I played against Adam Emancipator and fuck me. 
I don't know. It, it'd probably have to be Zodiac for me too. Like the things that deck can do should never have happened in Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> like Broadbull yeah. probably shouldn't have been printed. Like Rat Pier should probably have had an errata or something. I don't know. Barrage is disgusting. Like, I mean, what is it now? What is it like for like rap, rap here or rap tier, whatever the fuck it's called is limited to one Dryden's ban. Broadbull's ban. Barrage is at one. Like the whole engine's been hit so much be- because it's that good. You know, like the deck is that fucking good. So yeah, I'd probably pick Zodiac. You're picking Zodiac too. I think that's funny. Yeah. yeah. I- I'd say it's Zodiac probably would be my first choice. It'd be a tie between Spiral and Gookie. Sp- Spiral is disgusting at full power. And I'd probably have True Draco and Eldritch Slink Synchro slash Adamancipator in the fourth fifth spot, fourth, third, fourth, and fifth spot. So Sky Strike, I mean, they're they're all so good. And it really with all these decks, it comes down to the coin toss, you know? So like if they're all playing each other going first, or even second, like it just comes down to the coin toss. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I hate about Yugu nowadays too. Like whoever goes first wins seventy five percent of the time, so it sucks. Um yeah, that's our that's our gonna be our one of our ending topics. The last thought last thing we have, just our closing thoughts for the podcast. We're actually near the end, guys, of our part two. So uh we just want to talk about the current current format and where it's headed. It's still at a pretty good place, I'd say. I say it's pretty balanced. There's gonna be an in, uh incoming ban list here pretty soon. Everybody feels like Verte is gonna get hit. I mean, it was one of the big subjects. It was in our weekly problem discussion on our last podcast. So um but I mean, the current format's still good. Still a lot of Drytron, still a lot of Tri Brigade, still a lot of, um, you know, a lot of stuff. There's, there's honestly, it's at a good place right now. There's a lot of different rogue decks that are playing. Uh, I think the upcoming format, with what's being played, uh, especially the Despia stuff, is really, really fun to play. I think B Troopers gonna be really cool. People are, I'm seeing, dude, I'm telling you, I'm seeing new posts every day with the new strategies with B Trooper because they can search so much shit. And like they just they don't have very oppressive end boards, but they have a lot of disruptions. You know what I'm saying? So like the right. problem is they just die to one Nibiru. You give them one Nibiru and it just ends their turn. So I mean, it's just, it's the oh, same God, with Synchro yeah. though. That's how Synchro works too. You I mean if my if I'm not if I don't get my Eldritch engine going with it, I'm screwed. So but B Trooper is gonna be fun. I think the the format's in a good place right now and where it's headed's gonna be good. I just want Dragoon, Errata, not Errata. I just want Verite gone. I want Verite gone. Ver- Verite is a fucking, it's a problem child right now. <laughs> Tell you me got about any it. closing thoughts about the format? You know, it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. Um, I just know that come October, I think, I think it's going to be bigger than the previous ban list. Um, I know that the previous ban list, I think, was a little overhyped, but I think that now with the way things are going and the the way that people are just, like, complaining and, like, they're just, they're seeing so much of the same cards and it's just, like, Konami's got to do something. And I think that they, you know, that they're going to. I think that they're going to be like, so, okay, man. hey, guys, we hear you. We, we understand how this is going to go. We know what's going to happen here, blah, blah, blah. So... I think that it's a possibility that they're gonna that that's gonna happen to them, um, but we don't really know until it happens. Um, but something's got to go. Something's got to go. Something's got to change. You know, I'm just kind of tired of seeing the same shit over and over and over again. And he it fucking plays like, Verte. Keep that in mind, guys. He plays Verte. So he and he, even he's annoyed by his own fucking card. 
Yeah, I, I'm honestly like, I'm just kind of done with it. I'm kind of done playing the Red Eyes Fusion in my hand, in my deck. Like, I'm just tired of it. I think that it's just uh, the time for Dragoon is going to be over. And, you know, the only way that they're going to play it is with the Dark Magician deck. And I think that that's what Konami needs to do. And I think, you know, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, if you want to play Dragoon, play Dark Magician, man. They have great access to it now with that Tamias card. And they could already get it out with I have Tamias anyway. Like, it, dude... That deck is built for Red Eyes Dark Dragoon because you don't need to use your summoning. You just use it on that, and then you set ma Dark Magical Circle and, a, and the fucking trap card, Eternal Soul, or whatever the fuck it's called. Called a day. You know what I'm saying? Like, now you have a Banish and a Negate next turn. Like, it's really, really good. So, yeah, if you want to play Dark, if you want to play Dragoon, I don't think it's going to get banned. I think you and I agreed on the last podcast. I think it might get limited to one, but I don't think anything else. So, um,. Yeah, I think that's basically what we got for man. Uh, not too much, not too much else. Almost a three-hour podcast. I think even a little bit over for this. So yeah, definitely be two parts. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the segments. Um, yeah, we went through quite a bit. Most podcasts aren't going to be this long. We'll probably usually have it around an hour and a half, two hours. We just had. Anytime we talk about hand traps or hand traps or floodgates, especially for the format, we like to go in depth just so you can kind of know each strategy and how each one works. I mean, each one is very specific. Took a long time to get through, so. Uh, we'll have more podcasts like this. If you guys have any ideas for topics you want to hear about, topics you want to discuss, feel free to send us an email. Uh, my email is aemaro at me.com. We're going to be getting an official one here soon. His is austin.avachazik, O-V-C-A-R-I-K at gmail.com uh, if you want to send us subject ideas. So, yeah, guys, I mean, did you have any other thoughts before we uh, head out for the night? Mm -mm, not at all. All right, cool. Well, we'll see you guys in the next one. Thank you for listening.